John Doe, you're the hope of the world. I figured, like, you do, like, a, like, a, like, a, like, like, uh, my, my name is Ron De, DeSantis, and I'm looking for my space modulator, you know what I mean? And that's your impression as, uh, Mar- Marvin the Martian as Ron DeSantis? Yeah, that's about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you, th- I'm working on it, what do you think, though, so far? Well, I've been watching you create this bit all day, Yeah. so I've, like, I can see the I can see where you're going with it, but I don't know, like how many people are familiar with Looney Tunes that are voting right now. 
trans rights aren't necessarily human rights. <laughs> isn't that nice? He says that a lot. He says, isn't that nice? Yeah. Marvin the Martian, huh? Yeah, I guess we should start the episode. I'm going to sprinkle that in at some point. <laughs> Get ready. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Actual Comedy Presents an Actual Podcast. I'm Angel Ace. And I'm Aaron. And uh, we've got a great show uh, set up here for you today. Um, I just want to point out in the beginning of this, uh, the ever uh, attentive and vigilant Aaron Moreland has been doing a lot of studying lately. I've been seeing you write down a lot of notes. Uh, do you have a lot of topics today that you're excited to talk about? I do. Like, I have some, I have a lot of topics. Actually, like, I think it just looks like I'm writing down more than I am, though. Yeah. Because sometimes, like... I don't catch you drawing, though. You're yeah, usually I'm not drawing. Something. I'm writing, it's but it's, sentence. like, one of those things where, like, it would be so much easier if I just had a computer to, like, copy and paste this shit into, like, a Word document. Chat GPT. Oh, shit. I could do that. Yeah. Honestly, I could have just copied and pasted it into a note in my phone to, like, read this off instead of writing it down. But something feels, like, more organic about writing it on paper. Yeah. You know who says that, though? The people that don't have the money to spend on electronic equipment. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? I'm an analog girl. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm an analog girl, too. You are? Yeah. I like uh, uh, cassette players, and uh, we're gonna do that roller skate thing. That's analog, right? Yeah. You can't you can't digitize am. roller skates, can you? You can't digitize roller skates. I bet you it would be hard. That's probably one of the hardest experiences to like mimic in in, in VR. Roller skating. Yeah. Uh maybe you know what though? Like the things that they're using, the things that they're building in order to make the VR thing more realistic. Like, uh, the harnesses that, like, keep you in place while you're, like, walking in an area. They're also building these, like, little, like, uh, they're like, uh, what do you call those things that you walk on? Like, uh. Stilts? Nah, it's like an exercise machine. Oh, um, like a. A Nordic track or some shit? What's that called? The Peloton? No, that's no, a bike. No, the, um. It's, Peloton's uh, a bike? Yeah, I think so. Uh, what are those things called? It looks, it moves like a moving sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Um. A, a walk machine? Holy That's shit. That's not a walk, man, is it? No. Oh. Close, though. Oh, man, what are those things called? Mmm. That's pretty bad. We can't think of the name of that machine that you use. It's, to uh, an elliptical? No, elliptical is like a bike. Yeah. It's like the it's a mixture between a bike and a stair machine. Tread treadmill. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. We got it eventually. Oof. <laughs> that was rough. Uh yeah, so for these VR machines, they're building these like treadmills that like go in all directions. And they basically like put you in a harness and then you walk on the omnidirectional treadmill and like, you know, get the feeling of like walking somewhere, but you're like staying in place. Sick. You wanna you wanna get one of those? I mean, I guess like eventually, if buying one of those is like buying you know like a new pair of sneakers or something, mm. I would probably say sure, why not? Yeah. But um, you know, I'm not a fan of like video games, so I'm like not expecting to 
enjoy that virtual reality aspect of things. Yeah. Because like what if it's a, like, like an analog experience, like an analog virtual reality? I think that's what we're living in. <laughs> oh, that's just real life. That's just real life. Oh. Huh. Well, why don't we start with the first topic we got today? First of all, you wanted to talk, uh, expand more. This is the third episode, I believe, in a row that you have more placenta talk to to put out there. Well, here's the thing, right? Because when I first brought to you the topic of um, the placenta thing, mm-hmm. the right-of-way book, I go back like three episodes, I think, I don't know, um, and listen to what I was saying there. But anyway, there's a writer who, um, what is it? Is it posited? Posited? Is that the word? Theorized? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Posited, proposed, whatever. Posit traction rear view? That um, the legal fictions that are created by the government in our names are made from the human remains that are left like after birth. So the umbilical cord, the placenta... Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of shit behind that because it's like I know a lot of people in the medical field and nobody has a real um, answer to what happens to the placentas. That's also probably not a question that they get asked a lot, you know? Exactly. Which is like maybe they should be asking you that because here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. You can't sell your placenta. Like, if somebody, like, wanted placenta pills made or something like that, like... Can you, you buy it? Sell, Is it uh, I mean, I mean maybe it? on the black market, you could probably buy and sell it, but who knows? No, you can't purchase... Well, you can in the form of fucking cosmetics, because hospitals mm. are allowed to sell in bulk that kind of material to cosmetic companies to like science companies that are doing research yeah they use um placenta material to heal wounds and burns and stuff like that yeah yeah so yeah. these motherfuckers are out there using our placentas for shit yeah even if it's not to like host like some sort of weird matrix like evil twin of us mm-hmm. they're still using like our body parts without our consent so when you say our placenta, are you coming from it from like the placenta that you were born with? Or well, that if, one was mine. My kids. Yeah, if you're if you're a mother, them. like you give birth to placenta, is that that's theirs? Is what you're saying, or you're like yeah, all of it. I I or believe, just yours specifically. You want yours back? I think everybody should have theirs back. Yeah. Or at least have a say in what happens to it. What would you do with it? I mean, I don't know, but it would be my choice. <laughs> but like, have you thought of like further than that? Like, what what you would like? Would you keep it in a Tupperware well, in a freezer? Well, first of all, we don't know enough about like what happens with placentas if they're left on a, a baby at birth. Mm. Like, and like, what is the like health benefits of doing that? Like, I would like to take it all the way back to that to find out like. Damn, if they would have left that on for a little bit longer, like maybe I wouldn't be as retarded as I am. Whoa. Okay. I'm sorry. You're I can say it because I am that. Yeah. Whatever. But you know, if I let the if I let the uh <laughs> I didn't mean to drop the hard R. I'm trying not to um, laugh as much. 
No, I need you to laugh and respond to this because, like, sometimes I feel like I'm just talking to dead air and it's not that interesting. But to me, it's crazy. Yeah. Because here's the thing. When my kids were born, I was looking into, like, cord blood, um, saving it. Like, uh, they can collect it, like, after birth. For, like, like stem cell research Yeah, so you can keep it, like, in, like, their, I don't know, fucking refrigerator or whatever. At your house or, like, in the... No, no, no. Like, the hospital charges you to come and collect the cord blood and then they charge you like a storage fee here's the problem does it work like a bank where like you bring them a specific amount of like dollar bills but like that's not the necessarily the dollar bills that you will get back when you go to take it out you know what i mean yeah that's another question i'm not sure of because that's what i was like looking into because like they were saying oh it's good to have your kids like on hand so if something like down the line happens to them like mm. we can harvest the stem cells and blah 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 yeah but it was like a shit ton of money so yeah, i like yeah. let that idea go pretty quickly but then sometime after that i heard about the benefits of delayed cord clamping mm. which is like when they let the placenta stay attached to the baby like through the umbilical cord for like i don't know up to like a minute but that's as long as they let it. What do you be think that does? To. Well, there there's different theories. Like sometimes doctors say that it can lead to jaundice because like there's more of a risk of like an exchanging of like maternal and fetal like blood supply. Mm. So there's that. But then there's also like thought saying like at, like babies are more likely to ha- have less problems at birth if you let them get you know, at least a minute's worth of the cord blood because it helps, like, regulate a lot of the issues that newborns have. Yeah. So, um, anyway, um, where was I going with that? So I looked into keeping my kids' stuff in, like, a cord blood blank. Cord blood bank. And cord it, blood blank. And I couldn't afford it, so I was like, whatever. But, I mean, I could have just taken that shit home and maybe, like, thrown it in a meat freezer for him. Well, according to you, it's illegal in some states, It's illegal. That's what I'm saying. It's legal. This one girl wanted, I forgot what state it was from, but I was looking it up, and she wanted to take hers home to have it encapsulated. Mm -hmm. And she had to go to court and get paperwork saying that there was no, like, direct threat to, like, humanity. (laughs) That is such a, like, a, uh, imagine getting bothered by that, like, as a court stenographer. I know. (laughs) You're like, really? (laughs) Well, the hospital, like, said that they wouldn't let her have it unless they had court papers saying that that she was allowed to have it. That's crazy. So there's different, I don't know, there's different regulations and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, there's one giant hole that all this friggin' medical waste is going to, and I wonder what it is. Yeah. Because it's useful. Like, don't tell me it's not useful. You saw the way those motherfuckers were, you know... Re, uh, repurposing cardboard. True. <laughs> Imagine what they could do with like human DNA. Yeah, but like maybe there's something like better that you don't have to use human stuff for. You know what I mean? Like some type of plant. I feel like there's a plant for everything. There's definitely a plant for everything. My point is they're just unchecked fucking around with our b- body parts, mm. basically. Yeah. And, I mean, that's how they caught that Golden State Killer guy was from his daughter's pap smear. Which she did not consent to. She didn't consent to her DNA getting put into a database. Yeah, but they did it anyway. But they did it anyway. That's wild. I know. 
So the update with the placenta is it is illegal in states, in some states, for you to take your placenta home with you. Yeah. Although if you have a home birth, they can't say anything about it. But like once you have a baby in the hospital, it becomes medical waste. Hmm. So. Interesting. Very interesting, right? Yeah. So that's the update I have so far. I mean, I'm going to keep updating you about placentas until I figure out what this mystery is. Yeah. Can we make, should we make that like a segment of its own? Like, yeah. Aaron's placenta corner? Placentia abruption? Yeah. What does that mean? That means like when the placenta is like too close to the cervical opening and like you have bleeding during your pregnancy because the placenta is the blood supply and it's too close to like where the baby's going to come out. Okay. So there's a chance of like the placenta like coming out before the baby, mm. which could cause like you know more mortal death, mortal death, mortal blood loss in the mother and death to the infant if they're just cut off from an oxygen supply for too long. Oh shit! Yeah, there's a whole bunch of shit that can go wrong. Can like if a baby's not breathing. When it comes out, can you like squeeze on the placenta like one of those like uh like doll <laughs> things and see if it like comes back? Um, I don't think that's how it works. Mm. I don't think they do that in the hospitals anyway because um they cut the cord like as soon as the baby's out. Yeah. Like before, because I remember with my kids, they would cut the cord and and whisk them over to like the tray medical where they, waste. Yeah, and then you have to sit there and deliver the placenta, which is, like, the basically the size of the baby. Hmm. And the doctors come up and they, like, push on your stomach and then it just flies out. Yeah. Huh. Well, keep that topic of medical waste in your mind when we're talking about one of the other topics that I want to bring up with you later. Well, why don't you talk about that one first, or just it not? No, 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 no. It's better, okay. it's better the way we, we wrote it out. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you said you wanted to talk about um, an Indian government official? Yeah, um, this is just a quick story that I thought was pretty funny. Um, there was a government official in India who was suspended from his job after he ordered a water reservoir uh, to be drained so he could retrieve his smartphone that he dropped while he was taking a selfie. What? Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, I guess he went to go take a selfie at some, like, dam up there in central India. And uh, while he was taking a selfie, the, the phone fell in the water. And he told all the, like, locals around there that there was, like, sensitive government data on there. <laughs> so, like, they, they, like, paid these divers to come in and try to, like, get the phone, and I guess they couldn't find it. So he was like, all right, well, the next best thing to do is to, like, drain this water. And apparently there's, like, a drought going on over there. <laughs> what did they, where did they put the water? Well, he told them you, they couldn't use it for uh, their crops or whatever. I don't know why he said that. Why? He asked local divers to jump in the reservoir to find the device, claiming it contained sensitive government data. After they failed, he asked for the reservoir to be emptied using diesel pumps. The smartphone was eventually retrieved, but didn't work. Uh, what do you think the sensitive government data was? It was probably, like, nude pictures of him doing, like... It was probably, like, some, like, fucking pedo shit. It's not always that. It's always it's that, It's always that. It? Well, why else would you drain a fucking, like... <laughs> during a drought. There's a lot of, uh, like, resources to put behind that, right? Like, yeah. 
It's not like they had like a canister to like empty it into while they drained the. Nah, nah. They put. I, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, he he told them they weren't allowed to use that water. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why they were pissed off at him. Yeah, but why couldn't they use the water? What did they have to do with the water? What I don't was, know like, what the he water did with taking it. Taking an imprint of the. Of like the information on the cell phone. Well, was that like a? It was that like a reservoir? So it might have not been like clean water. You know what I mean? Like maybe it was like filled with some kind of chemicals or something. And he like, I don't want to attract attention to like these companies that like dump their chemicals in this water. Or whatever. I don't know. That's pure speculation. I don't know, but maybe something like that. Did it say like where they actually sent the water? It just said they used diesel pumps to empty out the reservoir. Oh, nice. Yeah. So nice. There you go. Wow. Yeah. They so, say money can't buy happiness. But look, you know what's funny is that this guy, you know what he did as a government official? You know what his uh, title was? What? Parks was, and Recreation? He was a food inspector. <laughs> a motherfucking food inspector, an official food inspector in central India, mind you, went and said, we need to take all the resources that we have right now and drain this reservoir so we can get that phone out of there. I thought you were about to do an Indian accent. No, nah, bro. Well, In your head. No, I didn't think so, but for a second, I was like, is he? No. Yo, shout out Hank Azaria. Yeah. That, but that documentary sucked. It did. Well, that guy sucks. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> um, yeah, but do, do you think... Uh, that that could happen in America in like a blatant way like that, like do you think the president like what would Joe Biden? I mean no because Hunter Biden dropped off his laptop at like the fucking Geek Squad and now yeah, all but, of America has his crack pictures. Yeah, but he's not the president though. He's just related to the president. This like, guy was just a, an official. Yeah, true. But I'm saying like an official like. There's other official United States government people, but nobody that really, like, matters. I think the best example would be Joe Biden, right? So, like, what would Joe Biden have to do in order to spend the resources that this guy spent, like, draining a lake? Oh. I mean, I'd have to know the size of the lake. You know what I mean? But, like, what would be the equivalent of Joe Biden thing? Like, I mean, I don't... I can't even imagine. I feel like he would spend a lot of money trying to build, like, a secret underground uh, network of ice cream parlors. <laughs> Maybe that, yeah. He's yeah. A, he's a big fan of ice cream. Yeah, there's just, like, all these, like, uh, like doors that people are going to find in, like, 200 years, and they're like, oh, my God, like, some national treasure shit. Yeah, I can see him, like, dropping, like, a million dollars for, like, a Baskin-Robbins to be put in, like, across the street from the White House or something. Like Nicholas Cage goes through all this thing, like, looking in uh, <laughs> Price's works of art to look for, like, clues, and it turns out it's just ice cream the whole time. <laughs> well, they say ice cream ice cream is a, is one of those uh, Pizzagate symbols. Mm. I don't remember what all they were. They used all the symbols. So. Hey, man. All I know is Biden loves his ice cream. He what sure do you think? Does. What do you think Trump would do? Well, I mean, I guess there's plenty of examples of him doing that in real life, right? Well, uh, he would just become president still. No, but like, <laughs> what, what's like a reckless like thing that people would be like, dude? What? Like, um, like make a golf course like uh, on Bison Land or something? You know what I mean? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Like, like buy up an Indian reservation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chop down a redwood and like pee on the stump or something. Yeah, 
I can see him doing something like that. Although, I don't know. Maybe, like, um... Like, yeah, all of his scandals have been, like, just out there. You don't like ice cream, though, right? No, he likes McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Remember he sent McDonald's to, like, every, like, championship team? No, there was... What was that story? It was, like, the the White House cooks were on strike or something. Oh, yeah, so by, so he just ordered McDonald's for Yeah, everybody? instead of, like, giving them what they wanted or rescheduling the day that the teams came, he just kept everything the same and just got, like, DoorDash at the White House. Hey, I mean... What do you have? He had, like... But he had everything, though. He ordered, like... What was that sketch from season three of, uh, I think you should leave the pay it forward? Oh. <laughs> it was like 55 burgers, 55 fries, 55 tacos, 55 pies. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, but what would he be trying to cover up? I don't know. Yeah, it would have to be something stupid like that. Like, I yeah, don't know. what information is this? The stuff they're trying to keep secret isn't going to come out. Maybe. I mean, you know. Who knows? Well, you've been doing research on these, like, mystery cults, right? Like, what, are they, like... Who boy have I? You think, like, at the bottom of each of those is something like uh, somebody draining a reservoir just because they didn't want people to find their dick pics on that cell phone? Uh, yeah, probably. That's where all these, like, cults come from? I mean, we've had a lot of, uh, like, um, what are they called? Catastrophic events that are, like, preceded uh, by floods. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so last week and the week before, when I was talking about the placenta shit, I was also talking about... um, and a little bit before that, when we were talking about Easter, mm-hmm. I'd brought up the mystery religions. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are the mystery religions, you know? Because at first it just seemed like, um, uh, I don't know how to even explain it, honestly. Well, that's a pretty so... <laughs> that's a pretty broad topic when you say, like, mystery religions, right? Well, when we were talking about um, Easter, and yeah. I was telling you about the story of Ishtar... And how... So the ones specifically related to, like, those other ones? Well, see, they're not all, like, related to the same thing. Mm. But I think they're all related to each other. Mm. If that makes sense. Okay. Because there's a lot. And I've only gotten into two so far. So buckle up. Okay. Well, what's the first one you want to start with? So, the first one that I, like, was reading about was Mm. called the Eleusinian Mysteries. And that's E-L-E-Y-S-I-N-I-A-N. Eleusinian Mysteries? Eleusinian? Mysteries? Mysteries, yes. That's their name? Yes. All right. Yep. They got me intrigued. Eleusinian Mysteries. What's it? And they are some of the earliest and most famous of the quote-unquote mystery cults. Okay. Um, and they were heavily influenced by Orphism, which is another one that I have to still research up. So just hold on to that. Orphism? Orphism. Okay. So their myth was um, there was a goddess named Demeter, or Demeter, D-E-M-E-T-E-R. Yeah. Um. This goddess had a daughter named Persephone. Okay. And the father of Persephone was Zeus. Okay. 
So Demeter was the goddess of agriculture, like the cycle cycle of life. This is all from like Greek, ancient Greek. Uh, this is from the Eleusinian mysteries. Okay, but associated because you're talking about Zeus. Yeah, right? and, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing because they're from before the pre-Hellenistic period. Okay. So there's like writings about Zeus and shit before that time. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the cult of uh so in the first um cult in the Eleusinian mysteries was called the cult of Demeter. And um it was the goddess Demeter who was the goddess of agriculture. Um her daughter was kidnapped by Hades or the god of the underworld. Okay. And because of that Demeter caused famine and drought across the land, killing many and depriving the gods of their proper sacrifice and worship. Eventually, Zeus permitted Persephone to rejoin her mother, prompting Demeter to end the pestilence which deprived the world of its prosperity. However, because the fates... And the fates eventually are described as, like, uh, nymphs or their, their, their names are spelled in ancient Greek... Aaron, yes. Aaron, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the fate, fates decreed that whoever ate or drank in the underworld was doomed to spend eternity there. Persephone was still forced to remain in that realm for four to six months out of the year. Okay. Because she was tricked by Hades to eat four to six pomegranate seeds. So that is the, the mythos. And um, I thought it was interesting with the not being able to eat stuff in the hell realm. Yeah, we've seen a lot of That's like... That's been like a, a theme. We've seen a lot of media lately where they always tell you to like, if you're traveling to like a different like spectrum or whatever, like don't ever like drink the water or eat the food there because it traps you there. Yeah. And you think it all comes from this basic story? Well, I mean, it kind of also goes back to the eating the apple off the tree. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So, but this is an older story. So I think the apple off the tree thing is a derivation of this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or a degradation of this, really. Mm. So, anyway. Um, So, in the four to six months while Persephone is in Hades every year... Demeter, in her sadness, neglects to nourish the earth for the months that Persephone is gone. So, um, those periods of time ended up becoming winter and spring. Okay. Um, and they represented the seasons of rebirth, of death and rebirth. Um, what I read was that the story of Persephone is allegorical and it represents the cycle of life. Okay. So, these Eleusinian mysteries derived from um two different places one was like an agrarian cult Mm. that that's all they said it's just this arrived from an agrarian cult and then um the other one was about um a minoan cult okay that um was earlier than them so that's just that's their that's their mythos was the story uh, the story of um Demeter and Persephone. Were the Minoans before the Phoenicians or were they after? I think they were during. Same time? 
No, one was after before the other one. Maybe. I think the Phoenicians were first. And Maybe then they were the first. Minoans. But see, I don't think the Phoenicians ever went away. Mm, okay. But what that's, are they? I, I don't, we have to, I have to get back to that. Like, there's so much to unpack here that mm. it's hard. Yeah. So, the initiation into the cult of Demeter. Yeah. So, according to the Attic calendar, or the Athenian calendar, in the 15th month of Bodromian, it's spelled B-O-E-D-R-O-M-I-A-N, um, which it's the Luna, Luna Solar Calendar. Um, and it's uh, the 15-month is the beginning of midsummer in the lunar month. Wait, so it's 15 months in a year? No, I think it's a 24 month of like the lunar solar calendar. Uh, 12 and 12? Yeah, I think. I think. I didn't like look up how it actually was broken down. Okay. So it basically says in the 15 month of Bodromian in the Attic calendar. Is the lunar solar calendar beginning in midsummer with the lunar month Heka? It's called Hekatombia. H e k a t o m b a i o n. Hekatombian. Okay. So during this time, as many as three thousand pot- potential initiates to the cult would have gathered in the agora of Athens, which I guess is like their town square, mm. which. Is where agoraphobia comes from. Oh. Yeah. Um, so they would, uh, the initiates to this cult would um, come to the agora in Athens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gathering was limited to those that spoke Greek and had never killed. So those were the only two rules. You couldn't have killed some, somebody and you had to speak, speak Greek. You'd probably lie though, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How do you, how do you figure that out? Uh, you probably just, like, figure out, like, whatever are the local words that most of the Greek people use and just be like, you know, I don't have to learn the whole language. I can just figure Oh, it. you mean lie about speaking Greek, not... Yeah. Not killing somebody. What? I don't know. I they mean, how would they know that. either way? Yeah, they can't prove it, right? Yeah. So, anyway. You can't prove it. So, there would be a bunch of potential initiates that gather during that time. Um... The prospective initiates would bring their own sacrificial animals and hear the festival's proclamations as it began. The next day, they would go to the sea to purify themselves and the animals. Mm. Following the purification were three days of rest, and on the 19th, the Agora would fill again with the initiates at the procession at the sanctuary of Demeter and Persephone. Um... Two, pri- two priestesses were at the front of the procession, and it would leave the city and travel 15 miles. And the next day, they would do the actual initiation. Okay. The day of the completion of the initiation is called Plemoshoe. It's, I'm not going to spell it, but whatever. Um, Plemoshoe. Plem, P-E-L, whatever. And new members were allowed to... Lie. After they got done their initiation, new members were allowed to wear a myrtle wreath 
around their head. A marrow wreath? A myrtle wreath. Like, you know how those they would put the crown, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. They would weave those things. So once the people were initiated to the um, cult, they, they were allowed to wear that crown. Okay, yeah. That's what that so, movie Midsummer's about, I think. Is it? I think so. Oh, and it, it happens during Midsummer. Yeah, it's that Nordic shit. So, so Demeter, we talked about her, was the mom of Persephone, and that's why they have that feast. Um, because I guess that's kind of like a, around the time that she was gone. Okay. Did they do that? Um, well, Dem- Demeter also had another daughter mm-hmm. um, who is called in all of like writing Despoina. Despacito. Despoina or Despoine. Mm. Um, her symbol is the veil. Pierce the veil. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. And um, she was part of the Eleusinian mystery. So she also had her own cult, which was basically the same type of um, life-death cycle like rituals that they would do. Uh-huh. Oh, other other parts of the rituals with the um, cult of Eleus... The Demeter cult of the Eleusinian mysteries... Um, they would drink some this kind of like wine and um, something with ergot on it. So they were definitely doing LSD. Oh. Oh, did I fuck that? No, you good. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, they were definitely like doing hallucinogens mm. and like part of the festival, like when they're traveling that 15 miles to get to like the place where they do their initiation. Yeah. People are wearing like the masks of like animals. Oh shit. Yeah, and like like that's why like there's a um whatever what do they what do they call those vignettes or something where they they would show like a picture of vigilantes. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. So the pictures would show people with animals for he- he- like animal heads. Oh, okay. And so it's like they're not sure if it's supposed to be like a hybrid or if they were just doing that to like like during the harvest festival, like as costume, like decoration. Okay, yeah, yeah, and we've seen a lot of shit recently, especially. Yeah, the last. That. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, like I don't know if you guys have watched Yellow Jackets, but Yellow Jackets is a great example. <laughs> exactly. Um, great show, by the way. So Despoina. Despacito. Um. She has um. Like I said, she has a, her. She also has a cult. Her father is Poseidon. Mm. Same mom though. Demeter's okay. the mom. So um, Poseidon saw Demeter and desired her and desired her to avoid him. She took on her archaic form of a mare, but Poseidon took the form of a stallion and mated with her anyway. From that union, Demeter bore her daughter, Despoina, and a fabulous horse named Arion. So she had twins, I guess. One and, was a but horse she said, and one was a lady. But they said sometimes the, girl, the, the daughter was depe- depicted as a horse and sometimes she was depicted as a girl. Okay. But the Despoina means one who has no name or, is, or the mistress. And they were never allowed to reveal... Um, the actual name of mm. her unless you were initiated oh, okay. into the cult. So, um 
A lot of these cults do that, right? The thing that you just described is like their festival. Like they gather a bunch of people around and do a bunch of shit with like animals and, and weird like drugs and alcohol probably. And it's making me think that the gathering of the juggalos is a modern day initiation to these things. I think it's probably any type of large gathering. Yeah. Well, we were watching that thing about how um, the music at certain like church gatherings like is like created in order to like elicit particular like emotions from people. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's like something like that and people just like really love like the the lyrical stylings of Shaggy Two Dope. Oh shit. And Violin J. Do you think that he's like a Jesus? Um, if you had to pick one of them, would it be Shaggy Two Dope or Violent Violent J? Obviously, right? I'm be honest. I don't. I don't know anything about the Juggalos. What? Yeah, I know they they got into professional wrestling at some point. Um, but they're like Christians, though, aren't they? They no. they're, they're born again. Yeah. They're born again. I think so. Yeah. Oh man, we're gonna have to do a little digging. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh no! Do we gotta go undercover at the gathering of the juggalos? I mean, I'm down. You know, I love a good face paint. So no, but you know what though? That festival that they do, like, every, I think they do it every year, and supposedly it's like out in the middle of the woods in Michigan somewhere, like way far from like any uh, police <laughs> or ambulance <laughs> or firefighters or anything you might need in an emergency, and uh, I don't know. They might not take too kindly to two people that are there uh, that are not fans of. What do you think they do if they catch outsiders? Paint your face. The tickle uh, you. I don't know. Come here. I don't know. I mean, as long as you, if your face is painted, then you're you're a juggler, right? What if you go in there with kiss makeup? I want to go as a mime. <laughs> they just what do what do mimes? have on their face just white paint this is a white paint with the uh you got the black around the eyes and then sometimes it like it's the crow basically the my the crow is a mime oh shit yeah oh um <laughs> no hold on what was that i was gonna do that scene from saving silver Mon- saving silverman saving silverman oh, my mom hold yeah. on no we got two things going on here wait do your thing again i'm not gonna do it Okay, can we do Saving Silverman? <laughs> we can. Yeah, do your Patois accent that you do all the time when the, the mics aren't on. Saving Silverman. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And t- tell people how you got to get Silverman back and you're, you're in Jamaica. No, he was like, she left you for a mime? In Saving Silverman? Yeah, you don't remember that? The bit with Jack Black where he's like... Oh, yeah, 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 What was he like? Oh, I'm a mom. And he was pretending to, like, feel her up. And then uh, the one guy was like, mimes don't speak. And Jack Black says, they do when they're off duty. <laughs> I love that movie. It's a good movie. It is. It holds up. So, would you like to hear a little bit more about the uh, the cult? I do. Okay. Give me all the smoke. Because here's what's weird to me, right? So Demeter has daughters. She's got two daughters. Demeter's got daughters. Demeter's got two daughters. Yeah. (laughs) One of them is Persephone, who Hades kidnaps. 
Yeah. You know, every year. The other one, she was raped by Poseidon in horse form. Oh, I remember that story. gave birth to a horse and a girl who cannot be named. Mm. And um, she sometimes presents as a horse and sometimes as a girl. Who's that horse girl from... uh, There's a lot of horse girls. I know a lot of horse girls. The Babysitter's Club? Was there a horse girl? Or who's it? What's a famous horse story? Like... Was it Black Beauty? Black Beauty. Do you what remember the one? one where the girl would she was was she blind or the horse was blind? But they would die. They were diving. It Wait. was like the girl would go like up to like a like a huge high platform and dive with the horse into water. Whoa! No, that was a real thing that they used to do. I in, know. In Atlantic City. I know. I'm Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Isn't that nice? So that was the first time they started talking about. Like human animal hybrids. Okay. Was like around that time. Okay. And because of Demeter's reaction to being raped, uh-huh. that's when the fates appeared. Okay. And that's where you start to see like nymphs and forest creatures, and that's how Pan eventually comes. Like all of like the um, characters that we start to see that are associated with like like fairies or like you still never saw pan's labyrinth right let me get to it because uh uh despoina is also known as the mistress of the labyrinth oh right oh man yeah she's also this has something to do with like uh like uh what was like steers or something too then you say, because <clears throat> the Minotaur has something to do with labyrinths too, right? Yeah, let me let me get back to it. Minutian. I didn't even get there because so that's the cult of of Despoina in in within the Eleusinian mysteries. I guess the cult of Despoina and the cult of Demeter were like kind of the same. Okay. Because basically, what it is is like all the female goddesses represent birth, life, rebirth. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then they all like the the fates, if you will. They take on like the personalities. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, rage yeah. or whatever. You know, anything that's not kosher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is to the fates. Um. So. Where is I going with that? So these are the two cults of the Eleusinian mysteries. There's like a bunch more cults, but these people are doing like this like festival worship during mm. the seasons, and it is most likely tied to like I said, it's an agrarian cult from um, back before the pre-Hellenistic times. Mm. So everything um, that remains of the Eleusinian mysteries was like written down by people who had heard about it because nobody who was part of like the initiates wrote anything down. Okay. So, um, as a part of like the initiation ceremony, um, there's something called a kiste, K-I-S-T-E, which is a sacred chest. Okay. And a kalathis, which is a, a lidded basket. Um, only the initiates knew what the uh, basket contained. And, like, the same thing with the uh, diet, what that other bitch. Only the initiates knew her name. Oh, okay. So. But what, uh, what, what does that matter? Like, what did they do with that information? 
They knew a bitch's name and what was in the basket. Was yes. it is that like powerful like back then? Like, I don't know. What did I do with that? I mean, I don't know. Huh. That's the mysteries. So, because it, nothing was ever written down. The theory is that even, eventually even people that were... Even the reason why people should care about it in the first place? Well... That's hilarious. Uh, well, actually. because it's... Um, they're still... I guess what I didn't start... Didn't get into was the other gods, right? Because Demeter got mad that Hades stole her daughter. Right, right, right. And then the rest of the world's gods weren't being, like, sacrificed too properly because she caused a famine. Yeah. So there were other gods other than her. Okay. That I haven't gotten into yet. I yeah. haven't even done the research because this was like. Well, those as probably much as have their own cults like dedicated to them. Exactly. Right? There's a cult of Apollo. There's a cult of Jupiter. There's a cult of Mars. There's oh, a man. cult of Pluto. Like there's literally like, and I'm trying to figure out all of them. And I think what it is is that there's like a cult of the gods right of like the world mm. and then a cult of god cults each of gods of all the underworlds mm. like the quote-unquote underworlds like everything that we present is hell yeah like i think there's that duality for all of that pantheon yeah but it's still not the like creator of all things i think that uh you go to if you do bad at the cult of apollo there's that like wooden cane that comes out and drags you off stage King kill Abel. What? You said the wooden cane. Yeah, that's true. William Kane. So as far as the secrets of the Eleusinian mysteries, um, the only thing that was ever written about it were like two quotes. One was from Plato, mm. and he said that the ultimate design of the mysteries was to lead us back to the principles from which we descended. A perfect enjoyment of intellectual... Um, and in quotes, it said spiritual good. And then the, a guy from Rome wrote in the third century AD. Uh, his name was Hippolytus of Rome. And he wrote a book called... Rome, if you want to. <laughs> he wrote a book called Ref... Oh, shit. Oh, Refutations of All Heresies. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Martin Luther thing. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And he said that the Athenians, while initiating people into the Eleusinian rites, likewise display to those who are being admitted to the highest grade at the mysteries, the mighty and marvelous and most perfect secret suitable for one initiated into the highest mystic truths, an ear of grain in silence reaped. Hmm. That's what he said. So, have you ever heard that um, ter that term before? An ear in, in grain of because that was supposed root? to be like the ending part of this this um, uh, whatever uh, agricultural festival for Demeter. Mm. Like one of the sacrifices was an ear of grain and silence reaped, and I didn't really understand what that meant. Does grain come in ears like corn does? I guess so. But do you remember we were watching that thing the other day that said that there were some frigging goddess that had DNA altered the crops and it was the first uh, evidence that they had of like um, grains like being made to be um, edible to humans. Oh, what was that? 
I can't remember, but it was Fuck. like it went along just with that, and I was yeah. like, hmm. Yeah. Well, oh man. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So okay, so that's that. Now, <laughs> the Eleusinian mysteries appear to come from a Minoan cult. Mm. So, just a couple things about the Minoans. Jason Minoan. That. Um, Minoans had a saffron trade. What is saffron? A saffron, first of all, it's it's a, it's a crocus flower. A flower. Spice. It's the stigma of the flower that's bright red in color. Stigma balls. Right? The thing, that, that, that piece of the flower is called a stigmata. Oh, and it's red. And it's bright crimson red, but it's used... To make yellow dye. And guess which one of the saints in the running of the saints wore yellow? Which one? Saint Ubaldo. Oh! Who would have been located pretty close to where the Minoans were. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, exactly. So I, um, the last thing I looked up about the Minoans because there's too much was that the, um, was the Minotaur. Because yeah. the Minotaur is a mythical creature. Half that man, was, half man. Yeah, he's portrayed with the head of the tail. I'm sorry, the head and tail of a bull and the body of a man. Yeah. And um, he dwelt at the center of the labyrinth. And he would like, he would like <laughs> and, roam it, right? And make sure that like whoever got trapped in there, like, yeah. Get rid of him or whatever. I can't remember. See, like, that's why I kind of stopped because I'm like, okay, this is too much. <laughs> Like, yeah. not too much, but it was just, like, so much that I, like, figured out in, like, a small amount of time that I was, like, let me go back and look into more shit. Yeah. But, um, so he would have been the the son of one of those cults, those Ubaldo cults, you know what I mean? The, remember how they, they said they had to, to sacrifice three different bulls? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? I don't remember. It was like the, it was like the, whatever they had to do in that city. Uh, Jessa PA? No. no, it's not Jess. It was in Italy, uh, but they had to like, they, in the village, whatever. It was kind of like a Passover type of shit where they oh, had to, yeah. to, to sacrifice the bulls yeah, yeah. to whatever this like mystery religion was. Yeah. Um, and I think that this Minotaur is another like, offspring of a god and a person the same way that like Zeus created okay. or, or not Zeus uh what's his name Poseidon Poseidon created the half horse, uh, the half horse. oh okay so, so you think there's three different types of uh human animal hybrids maybe I, there could be more I think that there have been more because like how many times have there been like different portrayals of hybrids that look like human yeah, but I feel like that's like a basic human, uh, like, uh, like an story. anthropomorphized thing. No, just like a, an allegory that you would use for like different things, like like man reverting to like his primal nature or whatever the fuck. I think that's what like the werewolf story is about. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so man resorting to his primal nature would to be to fuck an animal. No, no, no. I think the the fucking of the animal comes probably from in, like interpretations over the years 
of the base story, right? Like, the base story of, like, half man, half, like, animal. Or half... Oh, it feels weird to say just man these days, right? Like... Yeah. I don't know why. Thanks, Target. Uh, well, I mean, according to the fucking legal dictionary, I don't think you want to be called a human either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a huge man. Yeah, what would you? What were you saying about that? That means you're huge? Well, the the running theory of the guy that wrote the placenta shit was that, like, a hue was a cut. Yeah, that also means a type of color, right? Or hue. a spectrum of color? Mm-hmm. Does this mean spectrum? Um, a hue... No, well, a hue is a perspective of the... Of the a cut of the spe- of the spectrum. Okay. And, like, you have to hue diamonds. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, you're right. Huh. To get them to show the full rainbow. Yeah, that's true. But it also reminded me of that shit you were telling me about them, like... You know, like things being worth less money, like jewelry. Yeah, yeah. Value wise, because they have to cut a little bit out every time they test it to see what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I'm like, that's like the same thing they're doing, kind of. Yeah. And I mean, I know that that this all sounds crazy, and that's why I'm just gonna like quietly keep just doing my research and like, you know, look it over, you know, because it's weird that all this stuff is connected. Listen, I know I'm a part of the show, but I'm also a fan of the show. And I, I like that you're doing this research and bringing these weird facts to uh, a place where you can, like, put them all together, you know? Yeah. And maybe go back and, like, use them as references for, like, future research. Which I, like, I think I'm going to do. Hopefully, maybe one day I'll get it into, like, an order that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and anyway... The Minotaur mm-hmm. had a goddess partner inside the labyrinth who was the mistress of the labyrinth. Fucking Demeter's daughter. Okay. So, but then St. Ubaldo stood for, like, three different types of love. And it was, like, a mother's love, a father's love, and then, like, sexual love. And that was oh. what those three different things stood for. Okay. Yeah. The Like, the Triforce? Yeah, that's the trilogy or the, you know. All right. Yeah. So. That is pretty interesting, though. So what I got for now. I mean, there's more. There's loads more. Yeah. Oh, um, like the papal bulls is what I was like, what, like getting at. Like, there's so many different bull references in that um, St. Ubaldo story and then like, you know. Other instances where people were uh, sacrificing bulls or yeah. bull worship. So that's what I'm saying. So like, just in these examples that you've given us, that you've given us today, uh, there was half person, half deer, half person, half bull. What would be the third one? If it like continues. No, half person, half horse. Horse. Yeah. Oh, maybe deer's the last one. I guess right. Maybe deer. Huh. Because Pan was like a deer, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's Maybe. true. He had that flute too, right? But then there was like other uh, depictions in other places of like reptilian like people. Oh. Uh, maybe reptiles can't mix with humans though. Maybe reptile humans can't mix with uh, non reptile humans. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
not a value judgment, just like it's like if you have Rh negative blood, yeah, yeah, and you get someone that has Rh positive blood pregnant, yeah, that person has to get a shot to yeah. make sure that their body doesn't kill the baby. Huh. So. What's in that shot? Uh, it's called Rogam. I don't know. It's like some kind Joe of Joe Rogam. Yeah, it's like the antidote for uh, evil. I guess I don't know. All right. No, I actually think that the the negative blood type is considered like the blood of the gods. Really. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um. So yeah, that as far as my um my digging goes, I'm gonna stop for there because I really feel like I'd like to get into stuff more deeply and um not make it too confusing. Yeah. Um, this is a good amount of information, though. I thought so. I thought yeah. it was pretty um, crazy. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Enlightening. Like, enlightening. Just like how many stories have we seen of like labyrinth type things? Like that was yeah. in the fucking Shining, like yeah, the labyrinth, yeah. which I've never seen. Like yeah. And it seems like a lot of these old, which I I guess I'm gonna discover. A lot of these old cults are like all like working together or whatever. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You think there's still like a form of that that cult that you just talked about like today? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know there is. Huh. What do you think they're doing? I don't know. Just hanging around. I don't know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm researching. Hmm. I'm not going to get initiated into any of them, so, yeah. like, I won't know what's in the box. But I feel like it's, maybe it's just, like, a fucking Schrodinger's cat thing. Like, oh, we can't tell you what's in the box until you do all this shit, and then it's, like, there's nothing in here. It's just fucking... I think it always turns it. out to be the gathering of the juggalos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just tickets. Yeah. I don't know, so... That was my... Um, oh, so you wanted to talk about some other stuff, though. Why don't we go into that? Because well, there's some... Uh, there's one... Yeah. We, after we, we talk about the Minoans who were in Italy, maybe we should talk about the uh, other stuff that you found. Yeah, so I had a couple other topics uh, I wanted to do today. We'll, we'll, we'll just do one more, because uh, I actually have to pee really badly right now. <laughs> um, uh, but this kind of ties uh, a lot of the things that we spoke about today. In uh, a nice little pea-filled bow. Uh, that's another uh, skit that, or like I guess segment that we're gonna do in the future. It's the uh, this week in piss history, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, because you're gonna make people mad <coughs> by not calling it pissery. Yeah, exactly. Well, this kind of has something to do with that. So, um, I was telling you earlier that there was a story about these archaeologists that found Renaissance era urine flasks in Rome. Hell yeah. Uh, the flasks were found in the ruins of Ospedel di Fonore Hospital. Uh, they were used by European doctors for centuries in order to diagnose diseases like jaundice and diabetes. Um, the hospital that they found it in was built atop of uh, the ancient Caesar's Forum. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's another example of what we were talking about before, people just building shit on top of other shit. Yeah. Um, these flasks that they found are 500 years old. Uh, Caesar's Forum was an ancient symposium built in 46 BC uh, to honor Emperor Julius Caesar. 
Uh, during the Renaissance, a baker's guild used the space to build the Aspendale de Finori, uh, which they called the Baker's Hospital. Uh, so they just. Bakersfield, hey? Yeah, exactly. Um, they discovered these flasks in what they called the hospital dump. So, what I was telling you earlier about the medical waste, yeah, how they deal with it. Um, what I guess what they used to do was they use well. First, let me tell you what they use these flasks for, because you might be saying like, "What the fuck is a urine flask?" Right. So, what they used to do is the hospital staff used to collect uh, urine from the patients, right, and then pour it into the flask for observation and analysis uh, that included uh, everything that you do with your senses. So, uh, you know, looking at it, like listening to the sound that it makes, smelling it, obviously, uh, probably putting your fingers in it to touch, like, the consistency to make sure it's not, like, rubbing oil or anything. Yeah, and then and, tasting. And tasting, yeah. They, 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 they tasted the piss, you gotta taste the piss. Um, the practice was routine, and it was known as uroscopy. Uh, well, it's a far different procedure now. The study of urine. Uh, it was an integral part of the of medicine going as far back as ancient Greece. Wow. Uh, yeah, a doctor could pour the urine into the flask to observe the color, the sedimentation, smell, and sometimes taste. Historians note that urine tasting was especially effective in diagnosing diabetes. Go figure why uh, anybody tasting piss would be like, hey, maybe you uh, should get that checked out. Your kid- your- what, what, what do diabetes affect? Your kidneys? Yeah. Yeah? Not, I mean, it affects everything. Yeah, I guess but that's what But what does diabetes piece taste like? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, one 17th century physician known as Thomas Willis... Uh, Described that the pee of a diabetes patient uh, tasted wonderfully sweet, uh, as if it were imbued with honey or sugar. Wow. Yeah. Um, after the taste testing was done, hospital staff would dispose of the flasks in the hospital dump, right? And then they would entomb the site in clay. What? Yeah, for sanitary reasons, they're saying. What? Yeah, so I guess what they did was they had, uh, like, a particular area that they used as a dump for all their medical shit. Uh, Once they were, that area was, like, filled up, they filled it, like, with clay because they were like, this is kind of, like, burying it. But they didn't... uh, like, do anything else. Hmm. And I guess it just stayed that way. Like, nobody touched it, right? Because it's just, like, part of the ground now. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So there's just... you. How many freaking, like, old bricks out there you think are just full of piss jugs? <laughs> full, particularly piss jugs? I mean, who knows? I mean... You think they used a lot of piss jugs back then? I mean, if they, the if they had part. enough tasters out there to have one describe it as wonderfully sweet, yeah. I mean, 
I would think that there's a lot of piss drugs. And maybe maybe the doctors were getting some sort of secret uh, like cure for, for something by drinking piss. Oh. You know, like grand, grandson's pee. So wait, you think like people that are like into piss drinking like are secretly doctors the whole time? They don't even you know, know it? You remember that um, My Strange Addiction bitch that was like addicted to drinking her own urine? Oh, yeah. She did cure her cancer with it, though. She said she did. Well, I mean, they did say that. Yeah. Well, but anyway, the interesting thing, besides the fact that they used to diagnose things by drinking people's pee, um, was that they would encase things in in clay. So it makes me think, right, uh, things that are ceramic or, like, glass could probably survive, but organic things encased in clay eventually disintegrate right like or does that make like a fossil i think it would like, make a fossil yeah. or at least an imprint yeah huh i think so or would it just create like a void in the clay that like future generations yeah. wouldn't recognize as anything other than a void in the ground and they just fill it up with like whatever maybe i, I, I don't I'm know i'm like i'm not sure that much how rocks work but you like rocks though but although that's interesting though because that's what that like porphyry shit that we've been talking about poopery is like mixed shit mixed into clay what what's mixed into clay like the the that root of the word purple which is porphyry oh yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah. also that other what's the hell else other i know I had drawn another um hellenistic oh, it also means placenta uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is like described as um, gem, like tiny gems or whatever, encased in like clay or like cement. Yeah, what was the thing that we were reading that said that, uh, like gems and the making of gems was attributed to like the underworld because it came from the ground? Oh yeah, we just watched that today. I don't remember. Yeah. You were reading it earlier to me, but I I've heard that and I've heard that in like stories of the Atlantic Atlanteans hid themselves in crystals. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. when uh, Atlantis, which popped off, you know, sounds crazy, but I mean, we do use crystals for like every kind of technology. Well, when you think about how the like a fucking like like just name like a complicated crystal like a like a like a Rodan or some shit like a. All of them, like which, what kind are you looking for? Like a, like something like complicated when you look at it. Like I guess like bis- quartz, bismuth. Yeah. Well, bismuth is only like a square, like in terms of a pattern. Yeah, it keeps so, going. So like you though, need to look for something that's like got more dimensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The quartz towers grow like octagons or something. Anyway, there's proof that like they can hold energy, right? Different forms of energy. Yeah. So if there's a way to like I guess uh minimize human life or whatever type of life down into like an energy like bina- like we were talking about how binary is 1 and 0, there's always like a way to create uh if it's a signal or energy or anything like that, there's always a way to convert that into, like, a language that can be converted to other languages, you know? Yeah. Which kind of seems like... I think that's what the Egyptians were trying to do in some way. Mm. With those... Apparently, that's what those, like, onks were or whatever, like, that they found on everybody. It was supposed to be, like, some sort of, like, USB drive of, like, their brains. 
That's a, uh, it's like a cross, but with like a, a hat on top. A circle of it. on the top, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Crazy, right? It is pretty crazy. There's a lot of weird shit that we do that, like. You didn't even touch on any Egyptian cults. This is just like. Yeah. Before all this that shit. This is before right? all that shit. It's before, like, the pharaohs, I guess, right? Wow. I don't know. I, honestly, I really need like a timeline of all the events. And to be honest with you, we don't even know what the timeline is because it's all based on shit that people made up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? Like maybe some shit is like buried in clay still. How do, can you like get shit out of clay that isn't like hard? Like if there was like written like books or something that was like buried in clay? I guess not, right? Because it would like encapsulate the entire area of the book, maybe. If you take a copy of the Bible, right, like a modern day copy of the King James Bible, right, and you take it to like somewhere where they're doing like construction, and you dump it in like one of those cement jones. Yeah. Right, and you cover it in cement, and you wait like a couple thousand years. What would happen? Would it be just like nothing, or? Yeah, would it be I dust? don't know. I honestly don't know what would happen to it because I think you have That's to put it in like a, um, like it, maybe if you put it in like a friggin' like plastic bag or something like <laughs> you that. Vacuum seal it. But I, you know what's weird is I just saw somebody post something the other day and I don't even know what it means, but like people um, burying links to a chain in cement means something. It's like a symbol for something. Links to a chain. Yeah, like they put like a few chain links like in their cement. Well, you're supposed okay. to add pieces of metal like rebar in order to add uh, strength and durability to the cement. No, no, I'm talking about like they laid a pavement, right? Yeah. And then they they in the pour of cement that they did, uh-huh. they just put like like a, at the top like three chain links. Oh, and you can like see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I it don't means know something. Means. I didn't. I forgot to look it up. Huh. It's very interesting because. It is. Um, isn't that where they hid uh, Lucille Bluth in cement? Or Lucille 2 in cement on Arrested Development? They hid her? Remember? I don't think they hid her. I think she died, right? She, she died she, and she then Buster the hid truck? her body in the cement. Oh, uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, well, whatever. It's been out for 14 years. If you haven't seen it. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Yeah, you're right. They should thank their lucky stars we're not giving them spoilers for uh, Yellow Jackets. I know. Even though that's been out for like two years already. You excited well, to watch that? I am super excited. Yeah, so we're going to go do that now. And um, you want to go pee? Yeah, I want to go pee. Um, you want to say thank you to everybody? That was a good episode, I feel like. Oh, yeah. I think it very, was really good. Very My, informative. Um, uh, we're going to definitely do more. My screen fell. Your screen fell. Oh, yeah. The veil fell. But look, it's not like a... But look, yeah, you, you're John's really good. Yeah, whatever. Let's say goodbye to the people. Goodbye to the people. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Uh, this is Actual Comedy Presents, an actual podcast. I'm Angel Ace. And I'm Aaron. And we'll catch you next time. Peace. really stink. We were just singing the baby to sleep. Wake up, little Betty Bice. Have you been Betty Bice? It was waking me up. When I lay me down.
sleep. When the soul identifies with Maya, it forgets. Thus the soul is temporarily in darkness. It is deluded, and it dreams the mortal dream. Becoming increasingly involved and confused, the soul remains bound up with the world. The intuitive faculty becomes suppressed, and its perception of truth blotted out.